it had to have be lengthy enough to not just like this is so gross everyone just turn inside out and just like fall apart right it's like like a you know when you have like a um like a burrito that's like not wrapped well it's just not structurally sound it's not like it's a hard penis that's like you know she like you know, clogged to the other end. It's like literally just skin with, there's no bones in there. I mean, I think there's a middle ground between a burrito that's not wrapped well <laughs> and like a medium large it's, flaccid it, penis. It's like a quesarito that has fallen apart. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Um, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bitch I Can't Pod. Today's episode is going to be very different, and I'm super excited about it. And I hinted to this last week. Today, I am not alone in my Michael Jackson voice. There is someone else here with me, and it's not Lisa Marie Presley, guys. Listen, I have a friend, and what we're going to do today is there's no news story. We are doubling back to all this wild shit that I've been throwing at you guys. It's going to be called the True Crime Rewind with Wine. Here we are. So I want to introduce you to this lovely human across from me, one of the few people in the city of Chicago that I actually find funny, <laughs> to be honest, because <laughs> most people aren't. Uh, Will, welcome to the show. You're my first guest. Thank you so much. I'm Will. I'm not a Gemini. And my fun fact is I don't know how to ride a bike. Are you serious? Wait. <laughs> first of all, I love that. <laughs> I love how I didn't ask for a fun fact. <laughs> but wait a minute. Are you serious? I just, I actually just took a f an adult bike class offered by the city of Chicago Department of Transportation. What? I slayed. What? And they offered me a free bike and helmet. So Are you kidding? Go off city government. What? Yeah, it's real. Okay. You know, um, for all your millions of listeners who don't know how to ride a bike, um, <laughs> check it out. Move to Chicago. Are you kidding We're me? not funny, but we give out bikes. <laughs> the way I'm about to pretend like I don't know how to bike. I'm going to be like, I don't know how to ride a bike. You should. I know. Then they're going to check my Instagram account and be like, you stupid fucking bitch. <laughs> um, I actually don't know how to swim. Oh. So, you know, I'm a walking statistic uh, here, you know, <laughs> of the number of black people yeah. who drown every year because we are scared of pools because white people used to pour bleach in them. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was. It's a personal choice. So at this, at this point, it's a personal choice. But I should see if the city of Chicago will teach me. No, you should. Swimming is fun. Give me a free... Give pool. It a pool. <laughs> <laughs> like you get a free pool. Um, we are going to start off with the first episode and we're going to talk through this. So I'm going to give you guys a brief little uh, recap of who we're talking about. So episode one, we talked about, it was called Sherry's Ultimate Staycation. And we talked about Sherry Papini, who was the stay-at-home mom, I believe she was a stay-at-home mom, who basically hated her life so much that she faked her own death unsuccessfully, which is so embarrassing. And um, I just, it's just so fucking embarrassing, bitch. Like, really? If you're going to do it, do it right. Sherry was the sloppiest death faker. And... I just, I read this article the other day where her husband is trying to move on with his life and he's just like, where the fuck do you go on from here? Like She was like the first draft of Gone Girl. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and they had what's, to rewrite that a couple times. What's so embarrassing <laughs> is Gone Girl had already been out when she did this. Mm, there was a So blueprint. like you literally copied a movie. Except, and got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like girl, there was a full draft on how to do this. I just am wondering like, how bad does it have to be there wasn't even abuse. I just think she hated him because they found that she had these guys saved in her phone as like Pizza Hut, basically. They were like saved under women's I names. I forgot about that So part. she was like talking to other guys. Like she just really, it seemed like she wanted out because she mm -hmm. never said he abused her uh, to the police. And he said like, we were pretty like fine. Right. I, what the fuck? I just, okay. I'm very confused. In order for me to weigh in on this story, can you give me like a three bullet point recap of what 
what happened. Yes. So it's been a minute since I listened to this. It's been like a week and a half. And so I, I want, released just like I want to make sure I'm commenting on things that actually happened. And I released like a million. I released two episodes that week, two the week after, and then I think one and then one. What a so, productive podcaster. I know. Uh, and yes, yeah, it's, it's my lacking social life and the fact that people stress me the fuck out. So I just <laughs> rather lock myself in my apartment with my dog and just record shit and make my husband hide in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So Sherry Papini really ambulance so sherry Bipini, she faked her own death um but how she did it is basically she went to go stay with her ex-boyfriend had him pick her up and um she went to his house that was like 150 miles away from where she lived and she ended up coming back and she said these two latina women of course she oh. they kidnapped me and they drew out she she helped them draw a fucking picture of these people's faces that this did was not exist so bad. and she branded herself with this fucking wood burner from that fucking what's that place called hobby lobby she went to Hobby Lobby with the guy, <laughs> bought a wood burner, burned herself. Oh my God. And she wanted him to beat her up and he was like, nah, like you're crazy. So she like had him hold a hockey stick and she like ran into it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she would slam her head into his floor. He spilled all the beans. When he knew, thought he was going to go to jail, he spilled every bean. So, and wasn't she like, her relationship was fine, but she was just kind of bored? I think she was bored. There, there's really no evidence. <laughs> she was texting pizza guys and all of a sudden she just goes missing. And I they found out she'd been talking to this guy for almost like six months to a year before this Okay, happened. so she faked her own death but then got with her ex-boyfriend and was kind of in hiding with her ex-boyfriend. Why did I say she faked her death? She's faked her own kidnapping. Disappearance. Disappearance. Kidnapping. Yeah. I've been saying death this whole time, haven't I? Okay, yes. It's um, the wine. Yeah, well, I don't... Well, I don't... I, I barely remember what happened. Like, yeah, but I have so, opinions. So she, he's like, I don't know what happened, but I, you sound very American right now. He's like, I don't know what happened, but I have opinions. I was born here. So this bitch, she faked her own kidnapping. That's what it was. Jesus, because she came back. She was. I feel like she was gonna fake her own death, but then she told the guy she felt bad and she missed her kids, so she came back. That's mm, what happened. Okay. Should we start over? I don't know. I kind of like this vibe. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. Um, so she faked her own kidnapping. And she made left these like fake clues. She left like her earbuds and there's like strands of her hair in it. And her husband like found it by this little path where she used to go running. And so like the police are looking for her. She came back with the guy, had him drop her off by the interstate and was like running around. I got burned and like beat up and all these like these like Latina women like ruined my life. And then she thought she got away with it. But she also took money from like all these funds for like um, people who were like, you know, have these crimes committed against them. Like she took money from everywhere. There was a GoFundMe for her to help find her. They took all that money and paid off their credit cards. And the husband took the money, too, because he assumed, like, she really was a victim. Like, it's like the National Victims Victims Fund or some shit. Mm -hmm. She took the money, which that's part of the restitution she has to pay back at this point. But, um, yeah, she had him drive her back, like, to the interstate where he left her. And he said she was in the back seat, like, getting in character and, like, putting on shackles and stuff, like, trying to get ready for her big reveal, like the big reveal when she got on the interstate. So he drove her back and was like, okay, bro, like it's time. And so she dropped her off and then she was like, okay, five, say, ah, help, help. You know, white woman in peril. I'm blonde. Save me. Latinas did this. And just to think that they were out there trying to find Latina women that look like a description that it's she so said. It's fucked up. And it's like, yeah. that is somebody's fucking mom in fucking jewel right now. That's like, whoa, I'm under arrest for kidnapping someone who never Can was you, kidnapped. Like, deconstruct the motive for a second. So this woman, she's in a relationship. She's again, like the, there's no evidence that the relationship was like abusive or toxic. There is no evidence of that. Correct. And she refuted that. And she was, she refuted what it vehemently. What like she was like, it never happened because what she, she told the boyfriend she went to stay with, she told him like, he's beating me up and that's why I need your help. Oh, but when she was interrogated. And then everyone was like, like, is he beating you? And she was like, oh God, no. She was like, no, I, I went with my family back together. I said that because I needed to, you know, whatever reason. And then she was texting other guys and they had women's names and Pizza Hut and all this yes. stuff. And then she was like, the only way out of this is to fake my own kidnapping. But then she regretted doing that and went back. Like what is. She missed her kids. Because she okay, had two this toddlers. literally is Gone Girl. Yeah, she had two kids. And she, it's literally, <laughs> literally, it's literally the fucking plot for God Girl. Gone it's the plot of Gone Girl gone. It's Gone Girl sideways. gone wrong. And it's like you had a template for this and you fucked it up. 
Right. It's, I, I just, talk about fumbling the ball. You had finally escaped motherhood and your boring ass husband, mm-hmm. and you went back only to now do prison time. It just, and then they found her online diary where she'd been talking shit about these Latina women who were like bullied her in high schools and she supported these white, these like skinheads. So this was the other thing that we, okay, readers, we did talk offline about this briefly when the episode came out because it was the first time I listened to the podcast. I was excited. And I, so I grew up in Northern California. This case is from Northern California and what our our host did not know is that this was in Shasta County, which is a very rural, mountainous region of Northern California. Don't know her. This is, there are two counties in Northeastern California. So like inland California in the mountains and two counters, ca- counties of Southeastern Oregon, same geographical area, different state that are trying to secede and form their own state called Jefferson. It is like, they're very like rural, very, remember when that like, um, you'll all remember this when they like held up that like federal building in Oregon and that family like camped out there and it was like to protest like government doing anything on land. Isn't that the insurrection? It was a rancher situation. Not the insurrection. In no, this no, was kidding. in Oregon. No, I remember I remember hearing this. Same yes. vibe, different. Same vibe, state. same t-shirts, <laughs> same people probably. Probably same people, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it's the this area. It, the mm. I forget their name. So that's where she lives. So that's where she lives. So like all the stuff about like her supporting skin and obviously not everyone in this area mm-hmm. thinks like I'm going to lose all my obviously. listeners from Shasta. <laughs> which isn't that like a knockoff brand soda? Yes, it is. Shasta Pop. <laughs> we have bitch. Googled it and there is a Shasta Pop. Y'all remember Shasta I have, Pop? I've never heard you of never, that. And you lived in Shasta, basically. <laughs> no, I'm from Oakland. Oh, I'm just not kidding. from Mount Shasta. I'm like, you're from Mount Shasta. Girl, Shasta Pop. Pop, pop, I will say it is. Shasta it's, Pop. It's beautiful. It is gorgeous. It's Linda Evangelista. Um, <laughs> but I, like, it is a very conservative part mm. of the state. And I think people like think of California as like statewide, this very blue, very liberal, very, yeah, very liberal place. But like, it's just like anywhere that, you know, urban areas tend to be more liberal, rural areas tend to be more conservative. And we have rural areas, we just have so many more cities that Mm. like, it like trends blue statewide. But this is like one of the most conservative parts of the country. So when I hear about this like skinhead connection, like... It's Again, giving, not it's giving everyone, Shasta. not everyone there thinks like this, obviously, but like this like checks out. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if you want a bub can of Shasta pop and a little bit of racism on the side, then this is the place to go. And so, if you want to secede from the United States of America or California or Oregon, you know where to move. <laughs> why are we stopping them? <laughs> why are we stopping them? I'm like, feel free, girl. Do what you need to do. If that's what you need to do, then do it. If you need to step away, step away, ma'am. Well, that's where Sherry Papini is from. And I don't mm-hmm. know why I had so much papapa in her name. But anyways. <laughs> Shasta Papini. Shasta Papini. <laughs> I just think, epic fail, girl. Get your, get your, get your shit together. If you're going to scam people, work a little harder. Work on the details. The devil's in the details, right? Mm. And also, don't have regret. Like... <laughs> Is there a if meme? there's one thing we take away from this story, don't have, live without regret. Yes, like live without regret. <laughs> do your do you, bitch. There's that meme that's going on. It's like fuck them kids. Like literally hashtag fuck them kids, girl. <laughs> they will be fine. Honestly, better off without. Um, yeah. Well, I'm probably I, gonna. I I don't know if I co-sign that statement. I'm trying to remain <laughs> neutral. I know. I'm gonna edit that out. Actually, to be honest. Okay, that's, that feels oh, good. hundred <laughs> percent. We listen. Write drunk. Edit sober. Am I right? <laughs> okay. And uh, we're back. Actually, I didn't go anywhere because you guys don't know because of how I'm editing. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to episode two because I don't have a lot more to say about Sherry Papini. So episode two was one of my favorites, actually. And this was the episode where we talked about Dorian Corey, who was the st- one of the main stars of Paris is Burning. And we talk about 
the mummy in her motherfucking closet. Basically, she was a iconic, famous drag queen. She died in the early 90s. And when she died, a friend went in her closet to sell some of her garments to these guys for Halloween. And they find a dead body that was mummified in her closet that they said could have been there from anywhere from like one year to possibly like 20 years. No one's really sure because the decaying process is so <laughs> what a range. fucking botched. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one to 20. It's like somebody, I don't know. Okay. It's like how my age like ranges between like, you know, like 25. One in 20. <laughs> like, yeah, it's one in 20. Um, so they don't really know, but um, they did, they were able to, identify who the body belonged to. And it belonged to this guy who was an absolute POS. He was a convicted rapist and just it just a, a not good guy. He was so shitty that his family didn't even claim his body. They just basically like buried it in a hole somewhere once, you know, they found it in her closet because the family was like, deuces, like, I'm, they're like, we're good, actually. We're good. And what's even more fucked up, and this is how you know everyone hated him, everyone was like, oh my God, he was missing. And it's like, no, he actually hadn't been a missing person. It's just no one had heard from him in like 30 years because they stopped looking for him. Like his family just did not care because they're like, wow, you're a POS. This is crazy. So there was this like misconceived notion that he was like a missing person and that that's where he'd been. And it's like no one was looking for him because he was a rapist and just beat up children and was awful. So... There's a lot of theories as to how his body ended up in Dorian Corey's closet. So, um, as discussed in the episode, there's the the first one that is, you know, he was an intruder. Because he when they found his body, there was a bullet wound in the back of his head, and he was in his boxer shorts. As you famously said, execution style. Execution style. Period, poo. So they find his body, and there's a gunshot wound. He's in his underwear. And the thing that people were saying is that maybe he was an intruder who broke in. There was allegedly a note with the body written by Dorian that said he broke in and I had to shoot him, basically. What's crazy is the girl, um, Lois, who found the body, her friend, and allegedly the men, they claim the note was there, but the police say the note wasn't there, Mm. which, I mean, listen, evidence has been lost before, whether it's convenient or not. Like I I don't think it benefited anyone for them to lose that. I just think sometimes shit happens, you know, and you mm. lose evidence. So either they lost the evidence or... <laughs> That's what I always think when the police lose evidence. I'm just like, oh, shit happens. They were like, you know, the wind was blowing. And I, I mean, I, I didn't think to hold it with two hands. Um, so I kind of want to start on this first theory. Do you buy that it was uh, someone who broke in or do you think that they were they knew each other before? I think... That there is a theory of not yet mentioned, but you did mention on your original episode that I, to me, this is the most compelling, which is that she moves into this apartment and the the body is already there. there. I like the version where she, because this is very me, (laughs) walk and move into an apartment and see a flaw and be like, what if I just didn't deal with it? forever but for me the flaw is like there's water damage and the paint is bubbling but for her it's like oh there's a dead dead body body in my closet and i'm just gonna like put it in a fun bag you should just be Um, like the the landlords that like paint over everything this is the version of the story that i connect to and i think that for that reason it is the version i choose to believe so that is actually the one i I stand by that that's mine that's the one i believe in the most is that a hundred percent it was already there yeah. And the landlord, just like a landlord would, you paint over it. You just paint over the light switch. You paint over the dead body. The closet looks great. Mm-hmm. I think that it there was a bit of strategy there when it came to her being on her deathbed and like telling kind strategy. of. Strategy. in the way that she wanted Lois to like, you go through my closet. I want you to sell everything in my closet. I love that. And I have a feeling that Lois knew what was there because... In the report, she gave the guys the scissors and said, cut it open, figure it out, go look. And then panicked and called the police once she had witnesses there so she wouldn't take the blame for it as well. Okay. Like, I feel like Lois knew as well. Like, maybe, you know, uh, Dorian told her, what have you. But I think that she had an idea that something wasn't right because that's why she wanted witnesses there. Okay. So she waited till she had buyers and then was like, hey, look in that corner. Don't you want to see what's in that heavy-ass bag? Yeah, right? Here's some scissors. She handed them scissors and told them to cut it open when the zipper wouldn't work. I feel like she had an idea. But I I, want to believe truly that the body was there 
because the neighborhood was like had a I lot mean, of if crime. You go into a closet, and you see a lumpy bag. Like correct. <laughs> well, like, are you gonna attach yourself to that? Be like the- this lumpy bag. <laughs> Why don't I see what's inside? (laughs) If I go into my dead friend's closet and there's a bag full of lumps, not like Like, I'm gonna try to distance myself from that bag. From the lovely lady lumps on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. I (laughs) so yes, I would do the same. I feel like I would want to witness. This bag is full of three kids standing on top of each other in a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So my thing is, I just really feel like no one has any solid facts. Like there was a story that was written that someone, that she confessed to the murder on her deathbed. Mm -hmm. And then there's that short story she wrote that no one can locate. There's the note that no one, the note that was with the body that no one can find. Yeah, it's like a weird murder mystery where like half the pieces are missing. Yeah, and then there's the alleged um, Bobby Worley, which was the, the body, the dead guy. His brother said that he remembers getting a call from Bobby Worley and he mentioned the name Dorian. And talked about there was a woman he was dating or or whatever. He drunk dialed him. And I was like, well, did That's he tell you that of... before you told him we found him in a in someone named Dorian's, Dorian's apartment? apartment? Or did he's he like, say that actually, after? Dorian sounds kind of familiar. He's like, what'd you say her name was? He's like, Dorian's like, you know what? That that yep, that's it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the reporter ran. They were like, run straight to the presses, girl. We all I mean, we're 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 joking, but it's like we don't we have no idea what happened in this one. No. I think both of us walked no away with this clue. and be like, what the hell? Something weird happened, but we have no Only idea. Only Dorian knows. Bobby might not even know, to be honest. But I hope it's that she just found a dead guy and was just like, I don't want to deal with that. Put it in the closet. She's like, put it in the fucking... <laughs> I love, love that. Well, and that's like the quote also, from... Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, no, no, you go. No, you go. Okay. You have a better well, story. I was going <laughs> to... I was going to um, ask a question to our readers of... Um, the sketchiest detail of the story. Has anyone ever met anyone named Lois? <laughs> like, that's not a name. No one's name. There's like Lois Lane. I read a bunch of books by Lois Lowry. There's that other Lois and Clark. <laughs> Lois and Clark when they discovered America. <laughs> And the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Oh, you know. Um, oh. Lo- yeah, Lois and Clark. But like, um, Lois yeah. is not a wait. Um, family Guy. Lois. <laughs> Good. Really. <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm like actually, actually, no, Lois Griffin. No real person is named Lois. Name name one. DM. What's the Instagram of the pod? Um, bitch, I can't pod. Okay, at bitch I can't pod. DM us if you know no one, anyone Lois. named Lois. Wait. DM us their birth certificate and social security card. Wait, and ha- then we'll post it to the Wait Instagram. A Wait a goddamn second. Hang on. There's there are Lois there are Lois's okay. There's only like Did you three. just Google Lois? I went on Facebook. So Lois <laughs> is a very real name, but we have I've I have one mutual friend with one Lois. Okay, and I actually know this. And I'm she's ask. in the witness protection program. That's I not a real name. I am going to hit him up and ask him if that's her real name because I don't think it is. And get her to DM us and tell her tell us her story because we want to hear him. why you got named that. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to the bottom And of just it. like, what's her story? Can she ride a bike? Should <laughs> that, she move to Chicago? Is she funny? That would make two of us out of three, so. <laughs> I just, so we have, uh, that's what I think happened with, with the, the dead body in the closet. I would like to believe that it was already there. Because she also moved into the apartment in like 1981, so that was another thing. Is that if it's been there for 25 years, it couldn't have been could not have been hers. Like if we're really dating it back to when he went missing in 1968, there's no way that her moving there in 1981 that the body, unless she's just carrying it around with her like a fucking uh, beanbag chair from college that she doesn't want to get rid of. Are you like, implying that he had been in that bag for 13 years and then she moves into the apartment and finds a 13 year old dead body? Maybe. Well, it's either that or that she carried it around with her. But then again, this is this is where the issue comes in. Have you in. ever moved? I don't want to carry anything around with me. <laughs> I literally throw shit away before I move. I'm like, I don't need it. Don't need it. Don't, I'm like, a bed? Don't need it. Um, that's the, the other thing is, though, it's like they say he went missing in 1968, but he didn't. That's when he was last heard, heard from. Mm-hmm. So he could have bit, died in the 70s in that building. Maybe in 79. She moves in 81. It's been there for two years. 
it's just that whoever mummified that body, <laughs> mummy dearest, uh, we were unable to really <laughs> figure out dearest. how long that body had been there. I've, after rehashing the story, I believe in one thing, and that is that the name Lois is fake, and no one has ever been named that outside of a movie, TV show, or book. Correct. And correct. <laughs> I want to move on to the third episode of this show, guys, because this is the most, this is the one, the crowd favorite. This is the one where no one could deal. This is the one where I couldn't deal. I was reading this shit, and my jaw was on the fucking floor. Mm-hmm. Sada Abe. This one was Sada really good. Sada Abe. This one was really good. I, it was such, I didn't, it was such a big, you know, like shoe to fill after that story, like trying to find stories that like compared. Cause I wanted to wait to do it, but I was like, no, I can't wait. Like I can't. Mm-hmm. Sada Abe question. First question out the gate. Okay. Do you think six years, six years in prison was enough for murder, for murdering a guy, chopping his dick off, running with it, trying to suck it, trying to enter it into yourself and, uh, then confessing to everything. And after going to a spa day with it in your pocket in the movie theater, um, Six years in jail? So I have a hot take, um, which is that the... I think everything after the murder is kind of irrelevant for the sentencing. Like, I think, like, the murder is kind of the thing. And we shouldn't, like, sensationalize the other aspect. Like, all murders should be... Like, if you killed someone, you should go to the jail for the same amount of time, no matter how, like, sensationalized your murder is. Mm. So that said, I, you know, like, I'm not going to... Me as a white guy weighing in on how long people should be sentenced for for stuff, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. So you're like, this is a but trap. I, like, I'm I like, will. Yeah, trap. I have been trapped. Um, <laughs> this is a trap. I have been canceled. <laughs> but hey, I, I like, I don't think that you should be sentenced more because your murder is like more tabloidy. If that makes sense. Fair. I just don't know. Six years just seemed like. Actually, I think she ended up doing five. I feel like that's like, okay, I got drunk and like hit someone's dog across the street. Yeah, you know, I knocked just like, I killed a couple, you know, dogs in my car. That's like, it's giving <laughs> five years is all these neighborhood dogs just lined up in five the years is giving very big mowed down. You don't even drive. Five years is giving vehicular manslaughter. No wonder you don't have a car. But when I get this, this is what you envision when you get behind this the is wheel. me in a zip car right now. Just I'm so scared of someone's dog. Running out in front of him in a fucking Nissan yeah, Versa mowing down Chihuahuas with a big fucking zip car sign <laughs> painted across the side of it, and the podcast on the other side branded <laughs> like, his bitch, one banner ad that he took out. Bitch, I can't drive. Basically, <laughs> um, no, I just feel like that it's that number five years is giving very vehicular manslaughter, and I just feel like it. What's interesting about it? Maybe let me just say what's interesting about the the sentencing is at that time, I just feel like such heavier sentences and like the death penalty was like a real thing, like everywhere. Like people were just, it was like you stole bread beheaded. So I just felt like it was very interesting that she got five years. And then what's makes her story even more special and just out of pocket and crazy is that she, because she only did five years, she got out of jail and then could tell us all the details. Like, it's not like an unsolved crime or like mm-hmm. a mystery or they died in prison. It's like, no, like she went on to live her life. First of all, she got treatment for her syphilis because um, penicillin became a thing while mm-hmm. she was in jail. They were like, um, bro, let's try this. And which I think impacted her uh, mental state as well. Mm-hmm. I truly do believe that like the syphilis had gone to her head. Wait, can I tell a funny story about syphilis? Um, I'll I'll have to check in with you later about whether we want to keep it in or not. Um, duh. <laughs> okay, so when I got my first ever STD test, I tested positive for syphilis. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome um, to it was uh, yesterday. Welcome to homosexuality, <laughs> actually. Wow. Yeah, just kidding. Um, many years ago. But I then I got tested again and it was like, it was syphilis. But they're like, it, your levels are low. Like, it's pretty like chill syphilis. And I'm like, I didn't know this came in levels. I thought it was just kind of like a yes, like a, like a yes or no situation. I didn't know it was like degrees. <laughs> You're only 40% my um, my Catholic school uh, sex ed did not tell me that syphilis came in gradations. And they're like, you could be forty percent syphilis <laughs> full. 
60% slave. So then I go in for my treatment, which we, by the time I was 21 or whatever it was, we did invent penicillin. Back in the 70s. So we, <laughs> but time. we did not invent a way to deliver it other than double shot to each butt cheek. Oh, one shit. Of each. So my um, lovely nurse maybe spread eagle bend over the like operating table with the little paper on Why it. Why did you just spread just, your butt cheeks? Um, I didn't, I had spread my legs. That was a choice. Like, that was a choice. No, I just chose to do that. That was a creative choice. He's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to spread while I'm here. <laughs> I was like, maybe they're filming. Um, and then she gives me one shot of penicillin in the butt cheek and I wake up and I'm on the floor in the nurse's arms and she's kind of like rocking me back and forth. And then she has a juice box and she gives me the juice box and I've like fully like passed out from the penicillin like butt shot syphilis treatment. Are you kidding me? Dead serious. And then she is like, okay, time for the other one. <gasps> I have to get back up and do it again. This sounds like a wild night at Circuit Mom. No, it's not even over. And then, so they tested me the same day that they treated me for syphilis, but they like, obviously the tests come back a couple days later and the tests come back and it's like, you're negative. You don't have it. (gasps) (laughs) What you, so you had all this penicillin related, penicillin related trauma for nothing to this. Well, I don't know because I had two positive tests and one negative test. And again, like I was like, I kind of thought it was like a, a yes for sure or a no for sure, not like a. You had a percent. You were only twenty percent positive for you syphilis were or whatever. Twenty percenter, yes. Yeah, right. And you know, Sada Abe, <laughs> <laughs> which is where this started. I feel like okay, sick transition. Same, <laughs> same, same. Well, I just love that she became like a low key celebrity after that, and she got to really live. I feel like she got to live a very full interesting life and she got mm-hmm. to end in a fucking convent and just become a nun and like die quietly with you no just call it a condiment a convent she died in a mustard bottle as she lived she died as she lived that's where they put ketchup. that's where they put her fucking ashes <laughs> in a ketchup bottle i i really enjoyed that story yeah. i didn't enjoy it from the perspective of like the assault but <laughs> no um, but i so one other thought i had on this is that um I just went to an art exhibit called The First Homosexuals at Wrightwood 659. If you're in Chicago, check it out. It runs through December. They might extend it through January. Okay. But it's a bunch of art from artists that were queer coded or were being queer, but like, um, I don't know, just a bunch of like gay art from times when like it wasn't okay to be gay. Amazing. And continues to not be okay to be gay in many places. Um, okay to be gay? Okay to be care. Um, but there was this really interesting exhibit um, from Japan where it was just like straight up porn, but like these beautiful like watercolor like images of like, yeah, it's like gorgeous porn. And it was talking about how in the West, um, which is a term that's weird, but I'm just going to use it because they said it in the art exhibit. Like <laughs> there's a very clear line between art and pornography. Mm-hmm. And if you get to a certain point of sexual explicitness, it's no longer art. It's no longer capable of being appreciated from an artistic way. And in Japan, when these prints were being created at whatever time it was, that line didn't exist in the same way. Mm. So people were appreciating pornographic art. Mm. And I'm thinking about like this woman who like, whose sexuality and scandal kind of like made her a celebrity. And I'm wondering like, if there is a, connection you know i've never been to japan i don't know anything about but i'm wondering like it's around the same time that these artistic pieces were being made they put put the dick in a museum what they put the dick in a museum they put the dick in a museum the dick was on display so you might be onto something they're like you're a fucking artist bro like you're not a murderer you're an artist well and i think about like like the whole concept of geisha like they're kind of sex workers some of them are some of them (laughs) aren't (laughs) they're like connected to sex in this way but they're also like this kind of like artistic, like they are the fashion icons of their time as it's well. Like, and it's like, she's like Kanye West, but like, you know, like, yeah, Kanye West, famous sex symbol. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, she was like a genius. Like she's like, I'm so smart. What I'm, I am so far ahead of the curve. I'm yeah. cutting this dick off. It's going to be in a museum and I'm going to be an icon. 
Watch but I'm this. also thinking less about the like cutting the dick off and more just about her. Like the way you talked about her, I really enjoyed, which is just like, she just like really liked sex and like to fuck. Yes. Like until she like, obviously cutting someone's dick off is not great. Like Fair. we don't love that, but like <laughs> that she kind of her identity is this like sexually empowered and like yes. person who's interested in sex woman, like made her a symbol in a way that's like interesting, which might have kept her out of jail for might have kept her out of the ex- execution chair. To be honest, right. like, there was so much. It was such a big deal, and there was so much symbolism that maybe they were like, "Bro, like this shit's too iconic. Don't kill her. Don't kill this bitch. We need her to get out because I want to hear the whole tea." Mm-hmm. Uh, and the judge did say he got a boner during the. Um, that part was crazy. He's like, "Bro, I got a boner. Like, this shit's too iconic. Like, don't kill this bitch." He's like, "Nah, fuck that shit. Like, she's mm-hmm. way too cool. Like, this story's lit. Like, don't do that." I also loved when. <laughs> Like, part of the lore was that his dick was, like, so big. And she's like, it's not that it was big. It was that he knew how to use it, and it was big. (laughs) And (laughs) And that part I love. I love when people thought it was big, and then the fucking cop said, it's actually very average size. He was so salty. The cop was like, no, actually. So they put it in a museum. I think I missed that part. So my question is, like, how? Okay, so gross question. When you... How big is your dick? <laughs> okay, so the listeners want to know. No, like when you cut a, like when you cut, I'm imagining, right? I'm not Lorena when Bobbitt. When you cut it, it's soft. I'm not Lorena Bobbitt here. But when you. Thank cut, you for bringing her in. Because, I mean, she needs to enter the group chat. Like, of I was, course. I texted her and asked her if she wanted to be on today because I was like, girl, this is like your ministry here. <laughs> and she was like, no. But I'm just wondering when it comes to transporting it afterwards, mm-hmm. right? And she was talking about just, she threw it in her little sack, you know? So I'm mm-hmm. assuming it stops. This is gross, guys. Sorry. Under her little sack? She put it in her pocket and like in her, in her like little, you know, purse or whatever in her pocket. So I'm just, at some point the bleeding stops and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's soft and it's small. But she was talking about putting it, trying to put it in her mouth and trying to put it inside her. Yeah. That's... And carrying it to the movies with her. And she went to get like a massage and like it was all in her, it was in her pocket. Like she just like went, she went on town, went to dinner, like right. went to a bar, got some beer. Wrote some suicide notes mm-hmm. and oh, I had a fun fact about that. I don't know Ooh. if it was true at the time, but you said she got three beers, which yeah. was a very specific number. In Japan, I'm pretty sure you aren't. Oh, sorry. In Japan, I'm pretty sure you aren't in many establishments allowed to have more than three beers. They like oh. have a limit as to how much they serve you, and it's specifically three beers. So I. I was like very interested. Sorry, that's a side note, but I was interested. So to maybe hear that. like she was like Japanese bar at the time wasted, wasted because if you could only do as it drunk three as beers, you can get. like she was like I have had three white claws. I'm ready to write my suicide notes and <laughs> kiss on this dick and that I have in my dresser. This but you're right that like severed she, penis. she was like putting it inside her and it's like trying. She, can't. she tried. She tried. But like you said, it's soft, and I'm just wondering at what point does it start to smell? Like there's just it's there's no. It's severed and it's not mm, on ice or anything. Yeah. So it was just very in- and then they put it in a museum. So I'm just wondering. It had to have be lengthy enough to not just like this is so gross. Everyone just turn inside out and just like fall apart, right? It's like like a you know when you have like a um like a burrito that's like not wrapped well. Turn inside out. <laughs> you know when you have like a dur- burrito that's like apart. not wrapped well <laughs> and there's like too much, or then you like it's just not structurally sound. It's not like it's a hard penis that, like, you know, she, like, you know, clogged to the other end. It's, like, literally just skin with... There's no bones in there. I mean, I think there's a middle ground between a burrito that's not wrapped well <laughs> and, like, a medium-large flaccid it, penis. It's like a quesarito that has fallen apart. <laughs> and I just am, like, there's just no... I just don't... It's like the soft tacos that you get at Taco Bell. There, once you get to a certain point, they start to fall apart in your hand. And you're like, all right, well, you know, a little floppy I mean, disc here. Like, <laughs> come apart at the seams. Like, it's just going to be floppy. It's just going to stay floppy. The, like, the tissue just remains intact in there. So, yeah, it's Penises not going to be just very, they're very crazy because. I think it's like, if you have a flaccid penis, it's not going to get smaller, right? It's just going to stay the same after it's been detached. Well, Okay, true, 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 true. Okay. Like, I don't think it's going to shrink in on itself, which I think is what you're implying with your weird, well, like, crunch wrap metaphor. No, but, like, but- I just feel... <laughs> it was actually a quesarito. Crunch wraps are the shit. I'm so and- sorry. I'm more of a Del Taco guy myself. <laughs> uh, in Shasta County, we stand Del Taco. In your own country over there, of Shasta <laughs> County. Don't you want a Shasta? Um, I am just... 
I don't know. Guys, everyone, can you just let me... Do you think the dick would stay intact? I mean, I get... I, what I'm saying is it has to be pretty big in order to be cut off and to not look just like a shriveled little piece Right, of, to be like a nothing. Yeah. To be the, the end of the taco that you decide not to eat, the yeah. soft taco that just falls apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where like the folds well, all meet. Well, I think meat, the, just, at the very least, the head would be intact, right? Yeah. And with like a medium, large to large dick, like you get some shaft as well. So it had to be a big dick. I think he was like, I think that it was, had to be a big that was dick. like, the that's the was, one part of the story we do know is that he had a big dick. Well, the cop lied. I think the cop was salty. The cop for sure <laughs> he was lied. Salty. He was like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, for getting all this attention, your big dick energy. He died. And the only thing people remember is that he had a massive cock. Like <laughs> people have had worse legacies. They really have. That's really not a bad one. I was saying his ghost was probably so pissed. Can you imagine me like a ghost oh, and coming back and being ghost, like, are you yeah. fucking joking me? Like, this is where you, but my dick is there? Like, where's the rest of me? I mean, can you imagine coming back and being like, all people talking about are my huge cock? I'd like, be like, this hilarious. is the part of me that you're never <laughs> gonna ever take away from. In my Katy Perry voice. I just am very, I love Don't this. bring her into this. Oh, the Re- Katy Perry, the Republican. Don't bring her uh, Rick Caruso ass. Republican this. pizza tossing ass. Also, not us, famous not LA people weighing in on the LA mayor's race. I know. I'm like, how dare you, Katie, Catherine Perry? How dare you? <laughs> All right. Okay. Listen, guys. While we're here, we got to just step into episode four because we'll never get there. Mm-hmm. Episode four is probably it's up there in the top three of the wildest. Mm. Top two of the wildest yeah. ones that I've done so far. I've only done six, but let's be real. And before we before we get there, should we do a quick like alcohol check? Like how many wines think, have we had for the readers? Um well, I'm on glass number um two. I think this is my third. This is my third, hundred percent. But I did have a beer before I got here. <gasps> you harlot. Come on, Sada Abe. You had your three beers that kicked you out of the <laughs> Japanese bar. They're like Call me three beers, but no. I got me a few on. Okay, should we have one more before the I last episode? I think we episode? need it right now. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> We're back. Okay, wines three and four. Wines three and four, and you guys didn't know we went anywhere, but we did. Mm, um, I'm going to yes. take a sip. We need to do a cheers, actually. Yeah, let's do a cheers. Is it, a, is it called a cheers, or is it called a toast? It's called a toast. Um, it can be called either. A ch- cheers is what you say. Is Dear cheers. reader. It's like when people are like, I've, I've had an itch. It's like I'm itching my arm rather than scratching my arm. Well, okay, that's wrong. Um. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm itching my arm. I'm like, are you? But are you though? No, you're scratching an itch. Itch is a noun. Scratch is a verb. I I actually feel pretty strongly about this. Like I'm not gonna. He's like, that's like the one thing I can comment on as a white person and actually, not get canceled. Actually, <laughs> it's like I can have strong white opinions on itch on grammar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also a communications professional, so like, my you know, I do have a perspective here. I'm just gonna lie and say it's like part of what's that called, like um, African American vernacular? What's it called AA AAVE? I'm like, that's actually part oh, of AAVE. If it is, I'm fucked. I canceled. Guys, we it's something sh- people do say. Like, I'm but itch it, my it, scratch. Like, yeah, but I, I want to cheers my toast. I think cheer. I, I, let's cheers. We did not cheers. One more. One more. One more. So you guys can hear. Okay, hold on. Cheers. I want them to hear. Wait. Hold on. One. Two. Did two. you hear that? Two cheers. Jealous. But I got me a few on. Listen, guys. We got to talk about episode four, which is. I'm going to lease this floor. Wait, can I stop for one second? Yes. Um, I can tell a story about someone no one will ever meet on this podcast. Please. So Spill the tea. Please. When you said cheers, then I want to, you said like, I want to get to something. It reminded me. My friend Kevin has a tattoo of two on on his arm. Like Tanashi? Like when that song came out. The Tanashi song. He was like. This is my song. Are I'm gonna get you a kidding me? On my body. Are you fucking joking me? <laughs> Are you? No, 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 no. You're lying. No, I'm dead serious. And he it was like it I've, no, I've known this man for years. What? But he's a friend from like where I used to live, and so uh, I like Shasta McNasty. So we like you know we'd see each other like when we were back, whatever, and like we became Ugh. like really good friends this year, I would say. And then he was just like, oh yeah, my tattoo. Oh, we got it lasered off, so it's just like oh, it's a, gone. It's like a, no, it's, it's like a white like mark. He's white, so it's like a white on white situation. But you can still see it if you look really close. Do you see the word like the letters? Can you see oh, it says two yeah. on? Like when you get a tattoo removed, it like it's still there. But it's I just like, love the commitment. Like he was about that life. He was like, 
This is the best song. He's like, I'm committed to urban pop. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he should have. Has he ever gone to a Tanashi concert? I don't know. Has anyone? Should we call him? No shade. (laughs) I was like, no shade. Has anyone gone? Um, Sir, wow. I mean, I liked that song a lot, but you know what I did? I did too. I loved that song. I still love Tanache. I think she's I think she's one of the most beautiful women we've ever had. Yeah, I, I mean I put the song lyric quote in my Instagram bio. I did not put it on my body. Yeah, so but you I were wanna, one step away. I was I literally I was one trip to the fucking yeah. um, and tattoo bar. I have, bar I have some dumb tattoos, but I never did that. Really? I do. What what what, what are they? Where are they? Um Okay, I have three tattoos on various levels of dumbness. Um. <laughs> Same. I hate all. I hate all of mine. Wait, you have tattoos? One, two, or three? Two, and I hate them both. Really? Or I have three. It's two, and I hate them both. Yeah, okay. they're all on my back, so I forget they're there. That's mm. the problem. Hate them. Do we? Are we? Is this interesting, readers? They're like we're over there. Like, up down. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the listeners are like. I thought we were talking about Florida Lee's. So the moral anyway. of the story is that um, <laughs> Will and I are going to get matching Florida Lee's tattoos, basically. <laughs> anyway, back to, the, back to the podcast. We're going to get matching Florida Lee's tattoos. They're going to just say Florida Lee's. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be like a flower, a picture of a flower, and it's say Delise next to it. Ooh. Or like a flower and then an actual contract. It looks like a lease. Can I say something? Please. She... She's giving me like um. Do you remember Cat Deluna? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not Florida Lee's giving wind up realness. Wind but up the, the the hair is very Cat Deluna. She's giving Cat Deluna in a time machine, and I am living because now I see it, and I won't be able to unsee it. <laughs> this is like wind up for Christ and kill someone. This is amazing. <laughs> the Flor- story was crazy. Florida Luna is <laughs> so Florida Luna, guys. Oh, Florida Luna. God, this wine's kicked in. Do I even remember her story? So she I, killed her I fucking, to like she killed her husband's son. This. Wow. This is like the most you know what sucks about this story? I listened to this on the way here and I like retained ten percent of it. Because yeah. she adopted fifty-one children. Readers, you may recall that I had an extra beer before I got here because I was I famously timed the train really well, so I was actually early. Like a pro. So I was like, I'm going to get a beer before because I'm 25 minutes early to get to our host's house. And I listened to the podcast and um, I've, yeah, I retained, but I kept like, I don't know, I'm not paying attention. I'm so glad to hear that I'm that. I'm just glad to hear that I'm that intriguing and my voice is that entertaining and alluring and captivating. He He's like, I know her name. She was fi- doing nothing. He's I remember. like, she had 51 kids, but she definitely had 50. She... Five. No, 50 years. 50 kids. 50? 55 kids. You said 51. She had 55, but four of them were natural. Three. Okay, I'm so sorry. Wow. Did you, do you even 52? know her? Do you Adopt. even know Florida Luna? Or <laughs> Wayne, oh yeah. So, Wayne. so Florida Luna, guys, <laughs> her permanent name. Um, if you heard that episode, basically we go to Brazil and we have Florida Lise de Santos de Sousa. Um Okay, that's Dos a Santos sick de, name. De Sousa. Yeah, so Florida Lise is Liddy Kitty... Liddy Kitty. So she is this lady who adopted a million fucking street kids, but then she ended up marrying one of them. You know, she started dating him when he finished dating her teenage daughter when he was like 14. She started dating him at like 16 when she was like 32. And then she went on to murder him one day, but she didn't just murder him. She had the kids in her little family cult of the Brady Bunch gone a Brazilian. She had them all um, pitch in, help her out to murder him. So long story short, Y'all gotta listen to this one because it's a lot. But this just one is know, really, she just got sentenced. Weird. She got sentenced <laughs> nineteen hours ago. She got sentenced nineteen hours ago, guy. And she got sentenced for fifty years to fifty years in prison. She's sixty-one years old. She murdered her, arranged the murder of her husband, Pastor Anderson Do Carmo. What's fucking wild is she had the kids helping her poison him. I, why did I laugh? I have a piece of shit. She had the kids helping her poison him for a long time with arsenic, and he kept getting, ended up in the hospital. And not once did he, like, think, like, 
something's up with like the Kool-Aid in this cult house. Oh, I miss that part. That yeah. They so, were just like slowly poisoning so him. That's part of the charges is that, you know, she, they also were trying to kill him no and they proved that based on when you have 55 kids, 20% of her kids were in on it or something. <laughs> so the other 80% of the village is going to snitch. So there were witnesses coming out of the, the, the fucking woodwork. Probably one of the things I enjoyed the most, not enjoyed. <laughs> when you have 55 kids, you have to, <laughs> at least 21 of them have to be in on it or else you don't have the critical mass. That's the thing. I mean, people have five kids and at least one ends up being a piece of shit. So it's like, imagine you have 55. Mm-hmm. There's going to be at least 15 that are going to fucking snitch on you. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say enjoyed. It's a wrong word because just. Someone else's murder is not entertainment. And why couldn't I say that with a straight face? It's the wine. It's long COVID, guys. It's a <laughs> it's a symptom of long COVID. I'm working on it. So what I thought was the most intriguing was the fact that when he got murdered that night, they claimed she claimed that they had been on this date and they had gone okay, and it was this so part, lovely. Her story was and it was nuts. so beautiful and they giggled and they laughed and they tossed sand at each other. And you find out they were at a fucking orgy, just like turning the fuck up, sucking and fucking, living their best life. She's also like an evangelist, like Christian singer, Huge. like minister. By the way, her music I'm sorry, but I tried to explain this in the podcast, but I talk so fast. I w- I played it back, and I just I just talk way too fast. No, but I I remembered it. it I was... really got into. Okay, so I was trying to only play one song just for reference. Walking to one of my like you know walking to work. Can you? I, is there a way to play? Her not song? without getting sued, but I might be. It might be worth it for her because the the, the the record label probably doesn't have that much. Like I think I think you'll probably Florida Lee's Flor Florida Luna. Wait up. Um, let's see. She's just as good. She's got the bang. I have fucking chills right now. Production. Talk about a fucking intro, Beyonce who? Is this the real Olympics? The World Cup or whatever it was. like the power in this bitch's throat bitch oh, she is the damn. throat goat over here of brazil because let me just tell good. you that voice would make Ooh. me believe in jesus i for a second just now i was like god maybe i should go to church i don't know 100 then i realized she was a murderer and i'm like never mind maybe not i don't know mm, mm. I'm, I'm torn by the way speaking of being torn <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> segue for homosexual Come on, to make. natalie imbruglia well, that's where i was going actually <laughs> so obviously we know natalie imbruglia like no, nothing's fine. I'm torn. I'm all out of space. And this, this is, is how I feel. I'm torn and I am shame. Lying naked on the floor. The least. <laughs> Anyways, what I learned the other day is that that song was a cover and it's been covered three times. She was the third recorded published cover of that song. And the first one was in, was it, what, what language is this? I mean, I'm going to find out right now. I think it's in Swedish. I could be wrong and my bad, but that song was a fucking cover. There was a cover in one cover in English and then there was another cover in. Sorry, I don't know what this is, but a different. Is that coming through the Bluetooth or coming through here? I can't tell. Oh, it's through there. Oh. I thought it was coming out of my phone. I've been holding my phone at the microphone, but oh. my Bluetooth speaker's been blaring for my whole neighborhood to hear. <laughs> it's just... Brazilian. Meanwhile, my husband's <laughs> probably like, what the fuck is going on? It's like Brazilian worship music blaring through. Hey, okay, you have a clue to the host. He has a husband. Oh. I and do. a neighborhood. I know. You know exactly who I am now. It's like, we, we know exactly who Dox she him. is. Docks me. But nothing's fine. She's yeah. torn. And Florida Lise is in jail. And she killed her husband and she was poisoning him. She, the What was fucked up is she used to, okay, 
what isn't fucked up is that she went to sex parties and swingers. Like, I'm not going to yuck That's your awesome. yum. Not love yucking that. your yum. You want to go over to fucking cell block and live your life. I but love it's also it for you. Like the, as long she's as you a don't Christian go to the other evangelist. One. Like, as long you should as you don't be go- pure. You should be whatever. But I can, like, fucking get absolutely Correct. dicked down by 75, like, gorgeous, gorgeous men. That aren't my children. As long as you don't go to the, the, the kink bar in Chicago that's racist. You can Google it. It's the, the fucking the puppet show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, what I hated the most about her swingers, it wasn't that she went to the swinger groups. It was that she of took course. her daughter with her. So they double dated at the swingers oh. um, conventions. So it was like her. I missed that and part. it wasn't her like, you know, 55 adopted. It was like her biological daughter. It wasn't mm-hmm. her. It was her biological daughter and her biological daughter's husband and Florida Lise and her adopted son turned husband. They would double date at swingers parties. What? And that's what was blowing my mind the most. I don't love that. Yeah. <laughs> that I was like, and that's where they were that night. And then they finished up their last swing and then came home and she had her son kill him. Wait, you're <laughs> Um, readers, you should really listen to the original episode because <laughs> our host's description of the fucking, her story, <laughs> it was like, and then he threatened to throw sand at me, but I ran away. She did this interview and I was like, and they went Stop to Copacabana, it. which yes. is like, she was like, we were at Copacabana. And then I said, my love, it's getting late. We have to worship in the morning. Let's go. And it was dawn. Well, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, it was she dawn. was slobbing on knobs like corn on the cob, bitch. In which I support that journey for you, man. Mm-hmm. But don't be lying. But also, like, meanwhile, we're expected to believe your Christian asses are just at the Copacabana beach at five in the morning, just being like, mm, like, literally throwing sand at each other. Girl, we know you were up there doing some Megan the Stallion lyrics. <laughs> She was doing, I said Megan the Stallion, Megan the Stallion lyrics. She was up there doing some Lil' Kim shit. And it's like, I, I, I support that. I want to choke. I want to gag. I want to choke. And then I want to shoot you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or get someone else to do it. Yep. Well, because we know her son, uh, her two of her sons, her biological son and the adopted son, they both went to prison uh, for, I think, believe it was like 30 to 40 years. Um, she got 50 years as of 19 hours ago. And then mm-hmm. her daughter, the one that she was swinging with, Shorty Swing My Way, she got sentenced to uh, 31 years in prison yeah. um, for assisting. Uh, and the biological son, her biological son, uh, he has 33 years. Yeah, that's what we said. And then the daughter got 31 years. And then there was like another adoptive child that got in. It was uh, her uh, biological son who was the one that shot, uh, gunned him down actually outside of their home. So I got to add a disclaimer at the beginning of this being like, hey, guys. Spoiler if you haven't alert. listened to episodes one through four, this isn't the time for you. Because I just am so excited that you have listened this far into the show. I'm very excited about that. I'm excited to have Will here with me. Um, getting into true crime podcasting was honestly very, I wouldn't say random for me, but like, I don't listen to a ton of true crime just because a lot of it is super gory and scary and makes me not want to walk out of my house even any, even more than I don't want to walk out of my fucking house. Like, I already think that I'm going to get like knocked in the head outside of 7-Eleven. So it's like... I listen to true crime while I'm walking outside of 7-Eleven and I'm just imagining him bludgeoning me, this random stranger. So I kind of wanted to keep it like light adjacent. I feel like as light as you can keep murder, <laughs> like murder, a little heavy, especially when it's in your closet. It's very heavy. You can't get rid of it. But um, it's been fun. I'm glad you guys are listening. But I want to thank my guest for being here for this. Thank you for having me. I loved it. This wow. This... <laughs> I'm going to send you a private link so you can listen and we can like edit it down because there might be some things that need to be removed, but I, yeah, as of right now, it feels good. (laughs) It feels, you guys are going to get like the, uh, the removed, the, the edited. I honestly think most of it I'm honestly pretty fine with. Honestly, (laughs) this was highly ridiculous and I, I needed it. I loved it. I have to write, I really want to keep the facts together for the story. So I try to keep my shit together and I don't, I minimally drink when I record because I'm like, it makes my editing easier. If I drink before I record, it's like edit fest. But when I don't, like it's it's easy. I'm like, wow, I, I stuck this. to the script. So this is the hot mess that I've... I've this is gonna, fun. This is get, who we actually are. Yeah, and you're going to get this every once in a while, guys. Yeah. We're just going to need to factor this in in between every few um, serious episodes. But yes, I want to thank you for listening. And 
um, for following. Do you want them to follow you? Don't know, right? Um, uh, no. Let's not get weird. Um, yeah. You know, there's people that like want to promote their like brand. Or, I don't know if you I don't like have a brand. If you like had like an Etsy store or something where you're like, I don't have an Etsy. I store. I sell like lake shaped earrings that I <laughs> fucking make with Shape my of general s- lake sister or like you know your Sada Abe with like dick, no, dick, I I have nothing. Just dick, promote yourself. Dick shaped earrings from like <laughs> the Sada Abe collection that you were selling. What if I promise something I don't do? I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, I sell a, I sell chili crisp and um, chili balsamic crisp. vinegar. What is chili crisp? You don't know what chili crisp is? It's giving is? Trader Joe's. No, it's like when you pour like boiling oil over like garlic and chilies and it makes a, a delicious condiment. Literally never done it in my life, never will. No, I don't have that. <laughs> but you sell it in your Etsy store. That's what we're getting don't to. Don't market anything His I do. His Facebook <laughs> marketplace ID <laughs> You could find him. He's selling like, you know, old ab rollers he doesn't use anymore <laughs> and fucking the perfect pull up bar. Just lake memorabilia. And like three mm. free weights because you know that's what you see all over say, Facebook Marketplace is like one free weight. Oh, I actually have a bunch of silverware I'm looking to get rid of. If you, <laughs> you need to go that. to the Marketplace, go to the Marketplace. So if you want a bunch of silverware, they might my, kill come you. Come to my house. They might kill you when they're going to pick it up. <laughs> but you can also, I was so that's been happening here in Chicago, people getting robbed when they meet up for like marketplace shit. So what they're saying is to just meet people at the police station. The police stations are like allowing that now. So for your, because Chicago is so <laughs> fucking ratchet. You Jesus can meet Christ. people at the police, police station to like pick up the like, you know, um, you know, I don't know, the hentai that you're selling, <laughs> the hentai uh, comic books that you're selling. So you don't get mugged. But yeah, we're not mugging people. We're just talking about true crime. I'm going to shut the fuck up because it's getting weird at this yeah, point. Yeah, you can kind of cut this 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> we're, actually, an hour ago. To me. <laughs> All right, we're going home. Bye, Bye, Bye. guys. Go to, Thank um, you. Um, um, bitch, I can't pod and follow, follow stuff. Bye. At bitch, I can't pod. Bitch, I can't on Spotify. Bye.